1: To another episode of the world's team on the Blogging Boys Network, brought to you always by SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I am joined today by a dear friend, Brian Gaynor of uh, of the UK Cowboys. How are you doing?
2: Doing good today, Meg, and thanks thanks for the very warm welcome. Um, It's great great to be with you, and great to be filling in for Paul today, who. Let's just say he might have a very sore head right now.
1: I would think so. Yeah, he told yeah. me he was going to a stag party, which is not a common term uh for a bachelor party in America. So I was like, it took me yeah. a minute. But Yeah. <laughs> he was having a good yeah. time yesterday. So, a little uh
2: we 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 got a few messages this morning and uh <laughs> we'll, we we we'll, we will keep Paul's dignity intact.
1: Yes, we love that journey for him, though. He deserves a good night out.
2: Exactly. He does. He does. Absolutely. And why not?
1: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Introduce yourself to the world's team uh, Mm -hmm. listeners over here.
2: Very good. So I have been following the Cowboys. Jesus, it's nearly 35 years now since I first started following the Cowboys. So... I started following them at the very start of the Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson reign. Um the first draft class was the Troy Aikman draft class. Um Troy Aikman is my favourite cowboy of all time. Um we might get on to another person in, in a little bit that you and I both love. But um it was always it was about Troy Aikman for me, and I was lucky. To live through the first, say, five, six years of Jerry's reign, where we won three Super Bowls in four years and have been sitting on my backside now waiting 20 or fast approaching 20, 28, 29 years without a Super Bowl, without an NFC championship game. But do you know what? It, it 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 doesn't matter because ultimately for me, the 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 great thing I found with following the cowboys getting involved with the guys in the UK cowboys, getting involved with yourselves and blogging the boys and the Cowboys media team says it's the friendships you form you're making lifelong friends all over the world over one passion which is American football and then ultimately it's the Dallas Cowboys for us
1: (laughs) yeah no that's a super great point um the community that you can build around like a common passion caring about this team um Mm. is super great valuable and um it's just it gives, it gives back to yourself, I guess. Um, but yeah. you are over in Ireland, yes. Yes,
2: yeah, I am. And that, 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 that that's the other great thing is since Twitter has come about, it's so much easier to actually interact with people because yeah. I grew up and I was the only Cowboys fan I knew because in Ireland, we have so many people who went over to Chicago, to Boston, to New York, to Green Bay, even so, they're the big teams here in Ireland. There's very few people actually support the Cowboys at all. So it was great when I started when I started on Twitter. That's where I met guys from the UK, the likes of Jamie, the likes of Paul, and it grew from there. And then as we got our podcast up and going, we started getting in touch with you guys over in the US, and you know, working working together with you guys, and and you'd be on our podcast and we'd be on you. So it's it that's that as I say, that for me is that that's the most important.
1: so since there's not a huge um base of people in ireland that are cowboys fans what is your like normal Mm -hmm. game day experience like
2: for me if it say we're playing on a sunday primetime match for me it's it's six o'clock and red zone comes on so i'm watching red zone all of all of the things happening as they do and then obviously that cuts out at about but it's, it's a quarter of an hour before kickoff. so that's nearly one o'clock in the morning here for us in Ireland and in the UK. Woo. So we're just we're just getting going, and you know, especially for 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 that team, we don't talk about. You know, you have to stay up for those games. Yeah, they're the most important ones of all, <laughs> and invariably we always kick their ass. So we're 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 enjoying that, and then you know, if if it's a close game you know yourself how wired you get and how, how yeah. your heart rate just goes through the roof and your you're, game finishes at half four or five o'clock in the morning and suddenly you're going I'm due to get up in two hours to go to work and I can't wind down <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually you're trying to wind down and into Monday and actually it's it's the great thing, I suppose, since COVID has struck is I'm able to work from home. So most Mondays I'm at home and there's no yeah. such thing as meetings being put in my calendar on a Monday morning during the season. It just doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> that is dedication, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so like you would have to go into like back before COVID, you would like go into the office on like little to no sleep. That's crazy. Yes, yeah, little to no
2: sleep absolutely little to no sleep and like as i say i i I thought maybe i was the only weird one pre-covid that do this and then i met paul i met jamie i met mike all of the other guys in the uk cowboys and realized there's a whole community of people here that actually do (laughs) this and since we've had our own podcast obviously we've we've gotten in touch with people from germany with italy in eastern europe who are in hour or two hours ahead of us again and they're doing the same thing so you know these guys are just literally going to bed on the Sunday night at maybe six o'clock and getting up for for primetime game and going straight to work
1: man and we thought we were crazy over here you guys are wild
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah No, absolutely. And and this is the thing. And I mean, we we've talked about this privately a couple of times, is about, you know, if the Cowboys do come over for a game in London. Like I don't think you made the 2014 trip, but I mean Kelsey always goes on about that trip. And we're just we're just dying to get you guys back over for it.
1: We really thought it was gonna happen this year.
2: Yeah. I think I think Paul Paul had convinced himself it was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh,
1: he looked like one of those guys that has like the um, the whiteboards with all the uh, string that goes together, like all his theories on how he, how it's going to be this year, and uh,
0: yeah.
1: didn't work out. But I mean, they've got to do it soon, right?
2: <laughs> I see. I'm in the other camp. I think they're going to go to Mexico first. I really yeah. do. I I I think. Given, given the relationship between Texas and Mexico and the fact that I think the Cowboys have been designated one of Mexico's teams, yeah. I think there's more chance to go to Mexico first and then it might be the UK in six or seven years after that. Too
0: long. So,
2: Yeah, I'm not enough, out much hope. <laughs> and like, you know, unless, unless it happens um you get over, our livers are not going to be able to handle the... The, what we call a session here over in Ireland, <laughs> the UK, it's just the, the the days and days of drinking. There will be. Oh yeah, <laughs> a session. <laughs> the,
1: That's what I'm going to call it yeah. now instead of a bender.
2: <laughs> yeah, but see, the good thing is, Meg. I know you have Irish heritage in you, so I know yeah. you're going to be able to handle it, regardless.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it'll be a uh, definitely a different experience being around. You know my heritage
2: yeah <laughs> you'll bring out more <laughs> this of <it>. is true <laughs> this is this is very true
1: <laughs> have you been to a game over in texas
2: i haven't i to a game in texas i was there in 2017 and it was the time they were actually they were in san francisco uh they're playing 49ers on the the sunday i was there so i was there from a monday to a saturday for two weeks, and Flair the day before, but I think they were also on the bye week that week as well. So, um, that that San Francisco game was 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 actually the infamous game where Dan Bailey got injured.
1: Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dan Bailey.
2: Yeah, what a name.
1: <laughs> Truly, Dan Bailey yes. was really what he was referred to as because he just kept nailing those uh yeah all through the upright gosh man it's it's so weird to like think back on that time um when we were just so sure about uh, the kicker position
2: <laughs> yeah and we've, we've and been a mess the day since. it all
1: changed was that time
2: yeah <sighs> it did, it did.
1: <laughs> well when are we going to get you over for a game
2: so i think the plan is that we as um as a UK Cowboys grouping, are actually all going to come over in 2023. So um, we're we're currently organising a package for everybody to come over. Um, And then I think like that, um, myself and some of the guys are going to try and get out a bit earlier. So there's a couple of us that are big college football people. So we're going to try and get out ahead, um, try and go to uh, Longhorns game. Mm-hmm. Um. try and get to maybe I'm not going to talk about that other school in Texas and then I know myself and yourself have been talking about going to an LSU game as well in yes. Valley. So, so hopefully we might be able to align schedules on all of that kind of stuff for 2023
1: yeah it would be great to get you guys in Baton Rouge that'd be fun
2: yeah yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> but yeah you you're a Longhorns fan so yes how did you become a Longhorn fan
2: I suppose like that it was just Texas team. Okay. So um and like well i I, I actually predate YouTube. I'm I, I'm a lot older than I actually look. So um, <laughs> um I remember just getting getting college clips and stuff like that. So it was the Rose Bowl game in 2005 that kept
0: popping oh, up yeah. for
2: me. So that's where it all stems from for me, for the Longhorns. You know, it was just like, wow, this is crazy. Obviously, with Sporting the Cowboys, you have to pick a team from Texas. And I wasn't going to pick that other school that um, Uh, that RJ went to.
1: (laughs) RJ, oh my gosh. Yeah, the the Aggies are making quite a splash around town these days. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, Going up against Nick Saban in every way. (laughs) Um. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just laughing at the fact that the Aggies fans are. Um, they're. They. they, they seem to be crapping a lot on on uh, all the Texas recruits, despite the fact that they offered all of those Texas recruits oh, scholarships. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if they had Arch Manning so- try to sign there, they would be like blasting that on every billboard in Texas. Like.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Do
2: you think that he's going to be good? I'm not sure yet. I think, I think, given his name and yeah. given what he has done, and I mean, obviously, he's from Louisiana, so you'd know a good bit about him as well. Yes. Like he's won, he's won a couple of Division Five A titles already. He's not even; he's just going into his senior year mm-hmm. in 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 school. So, I mean, if he's doing that as a say as a sophomore as a junior. We'll probably do it as a senior. Three, yeah. eight titles. I mean, that's unheard of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he has a lot of promise. Uh, yeah. There's just like, there's so many different uh, schools of thought on like how he actually is. So I'm, mm. I'll be interested. To, I'll be watching him no matter what. So yeah,
0: um,
1: I'm, I'm a little surprised that he is playing his senior year, but you know, good for him. Be a kid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And um, Like a lot of what, whole like I've watched obviously the whole recruitment process around Arch Manning Mm -hmm. and he seems to be a kid that has his head screwed on obviously would have Eli and Peyton as uncles they've kept him well advised his his dad now seems to be recruiting for Texas as well and he's reaching out to and go you know come to Texas why would you not come and want to play with my son you know so that yeah that's really great but it's it's the fact he has everybody around him and they seem to be keeping his feet on the ground you know he's still playing basketball he's he's being a kid he's not just going right I'm I'm a hundred percent my eyes are on getting to the NFL and getting into Canton and being a Hall of Famer it's I'm a 17 18 year old kid and I'm going to enjoy my life
1: yeah I was he's one of those I was so surprised Honestly, you might have had more of your like finger on the pulse for that. But when he mm-hmm. um, when they announced UT, I was like, did he pick the right UT school? Did he mean to go to Tennessee? Like,
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it kind of came out of left field.
2: Yeah, I, I I literally did think of time. Like, obviously, I knew he was interested in Texas and he'd been to Texas and he'd done all his, his official visits and his unofficial visits and all of that stuff. Yeah. But again, it was like, is he really? Is he is he really going to pick Texas? And knowing the fact that Quinn Ewers is there, who's also, let's not forget, another one uh, Yeah. First five star recruit, like the top rated quarterback in his class, the top rated player in the nation. Yeah. And he's gone there. You know that that just just shows the level of competition he wants to face.
1: I actually uh, got to meet him. Two weeks ago at a country mm-hmm. concert. he's a great kid. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> a very
1: epic mullet going on right now.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, he wouldn't be out of place with it's the is oh coastal Carolina. The guy oh, had yeah. an old mullet last
0: year. Yeah
1: yeah he was uh he sounded very excited to be in texas and away from um all the cold weather up in columbus so yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) that 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 was a big mistake and i remember talking to someone around the time he decommitted from texas and it was like that's the tom herman effect you yeah. know, that he, he, he committed. And, you know, the fact that Sarkeesian was able to get in touch with him, keep in contact with him, didn't seem like he applied pressure on him to, to, to transfer back. He said, look, if you want to come back to Texas, yeah. the door is open. It's there for you.
1: Yeah. It sounds like he, he was a uh, none too pleased with the weather up there. So i um, glad that he's coming back home and, you know, yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm, I know everyone's brain is on Arch mating, but I'll be looking forward to seeing how Quinn does this year. So, yeah, you've got, you got the, some the, uh, good years on the horizon, we think.
2: Yeah. And the, <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, you know, as you were saying about the cold weather, it does bring me back to Troy Aikman, because I yeah. remember the interviews that Troy Aikman did when he was coming out of college. And he obviously, the Cowboys had the first pick, and he was going, I want to go to the Cowboys. It's a dry, it's warm weather team. And yep. I think the Packers were the second pick. And he was there, I do not want to go to Green Bay. I can't throw a wet football. Yeah. So there you go.
1: And the rest is history.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of people that are uh, staying in Texas, um, we are not surprised by this news, but... Um, Dalton Schultz will be playing on the franchise tag as the deadline mm. passed uh, to make a deal. So he's going to yeah. play his 2022 season on a one-year guaranteed tag of 10.93 million dollars. Not too shabby. Yeah,
2: nice, nice money if you can make it. And yeah. I mean, I think I think Dalton has earned himself that deal over the last two years and. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to last beyond this year because I don't think they'll be able to afford to pay him from 2023 onwards. And that's more to do with the cap situation and the toxic deals they have in place. Um and I'm still not sure if Dalton is the player for, for, for the Cowboys because his first yeah, his first two years. Like, I remember Dalton Charles playing for USC, and they play a very pro style offense in college. And my impressions were that Dalton was a very good blocking tight end. Uh, he could catch it out of the backfield. And when he got to us in the first two years, I literally ragged on him the whole two years. I and mean, they're like, this guy can't pass protect at all, and he can't catch the ball at all. But something has clicked since Mike McCarthy arrived in Texas and it's worked out. And I, I, I was, I was in agreement that they shouldn't give him a long-term deal um, this year because I'm not sure if two years, because we've seen this, we've seen this scenario before of guys balling out in their last year or two years, the likes of Zeke Elliott. And we end up in a toxic contract situation and everybody gives out and it's, why did we give Zeke that contract? And nobody remembers the fact that Zeke Elliott was in his first, seasons, two two of his first three seasons, he was the rushing champion. It's like, well, what's he done for me lately? And I think that might ultimately happen with Dalton as well. I'm not sure if he's going to reproduce again this season. I hope he does. I really do. And I hope he gets the payday he deserves. I'm just not sure if it's going to be in Dallas.
1: Yeah. um, I think it would have been one of those things where they have, they would have to really make a bet on him um, in order to justify their contract. I think that he is going to play really well this year. He mm-hmm. is um, kind of like a security blanket for Dak. Um, yeah. He does, he looks for him. He knows what he's going to get when he throws the ball his way. Um, he did win me a fantasy football championship last year. So, you know, very important. There you go. Um,
2: this but... is the most important thing of all winning fantasy right, right. football. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but with the market being the way it is in the tight end position, um, just like someone, that you're going to make a bet on like you're going to have to pay them a lot of money just after the Njoku deal. Um, And if they do want to tag him in 2023, you're looking at $13.1 million. Yeah. And that's a sizable amount to pay a tight end. So it was kind of a, excuse me, but a shit or get off the pot situation. And they decided We'll get off the pot after this year because they're not going to, there's no way they're going to be able to like formulate a deal mm-hmm. with him after this. So, no, yeah. So I, and I, I, wanted to see him get signed just because I, I think he's great. I think that he's going, he would be an investment piece, like come down the yeah. line, but you're just, you know, you're paying top dollar uh, tight end money to somebody that you're not a hundred percent on. So, yeah. So not we weren't surprised about this. I feel like you could kind of see it coming <laughs> from like yeah. a mile away. But
0: yeah, that's
2: it.
1: Yeah. It was it was kind of written. What the second yeah. that uh, that deal came down for from the uh Njoku, like you kind of knew that you just weren't gonna be able to afford.
2: Yeah, and like the, the, the unfortunate thing is that I think Dalton is going to be victim of circumstance in that next summer. Or next off season, we're going to have to try and sign CD Lamb to a long term long term contract. If Trayvon takes place as he did in 2021, we're going to have to sign him to a new long term contract. And it it is that massaging of the cap
0: yeah. and
2: trying to get the guys that you need because we all would love to keep all of these guys around, and you know it is a thing that Stephen loves to to talk about is you know we want to we do want to try and keep everybody and a lot of people give them an awful lot of grief but you can't keep absolutely everybody and you know when it goes wrong it's you didn't keep this guy and you're going but we had to keep some of the other guys around and it's, it's taking that context
1: yeah no that's exactly right um and he'll probably end up on the rams getting paid a ton of money Uh, being back home in California and he'll get a Super Bowl ring or something. We'll be like, great.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's
2: Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
2: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry
1: from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Yeah, and probably probably earning a minimum of $1.5 million on the cap or something like that and $27 million in bonuses because that seems to be how the Rams get their deals done.
1: Okay. It seems to work out pretty nicely for them over there. Yeah. It was it was funny for a little bit because it was like, oh, they're getting all these like stud players, but they're just like they're paying them so much. And like, I don't know how they're doing it. They're really making all these bets and it's not working out. And then it clicked this year and you're just like, crap, they've really figured this out. And yeah, (laughs) it's not going to be fun for the rest of us.
2: And this is the thing is I remember during the draft and the lead up to the draft. This was what a lot of people were going on about is. They haven't got any twenty. They haven't got any first round picks till like twenty twenty eight or twenty twenty nine. You're going, yeah, but hold on. This is also the team that finds the best value in guys in the fourth round, in the fifth round, in the sixth round. They get these guys who become starters for them, and they're paying these guys very little money for the two or three years that they're sitting on the bench whilst they have those star players in place.
1: Yeah. <sighs> We'll, uh, we'll see how it works out for him.
2: Yeah, that's it. And look, if it, all, if it all goes pear-shaped and it all ends up breaking up, I know someone who will very happily take Sean McVay as a head coach.
1: Well, no, he's got to get uh, Sean Payton first. What are you talking about? <laughs> that story is not going to die until he, like...
2: It's not. Yeah, this it's entire
1: not. year, it's, it's we're going to have whispers of Sean Payton in our ears the entire yeah.
2: time. <laughs> yeah, it is. Would you like this one? I don't, I don't think it's going to happen because ultimately what is 2024 before the Saints um, don't get compensatory picks for him. So if McCarthy is gone after this season, I think it's big daddy Dan Quinn is coming in as head coach next season.
1: I would be, I wanted that to happen this year, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm none too pleased with Mike McCarthy. Like he's a nice guy. He treats people in the building with respect, um, which is something that they hadn't had in a while. Um, But other than that, (laughs) I just am not seeing the value of him as the head coach.
0: Yeah,
2: it's like that. that, that, That's the thing we have had a lot of conversations on our podcast about. Is you know, right? McCarthy was brought in to win playoff games, and obviously his first season was disrupted by the fact that that got injured. Right, his second season we were disrupted by, not disrupted, we lost. We got our ass handed to us by the 49ers who ran all over us
0: Mm -hmm. because
2: we still haven't fixed probably the biggest issue in our team, run defence. We cannot find a defensive tackle who can stop the run. And we couldn't open up the holes. And this this is what we have seen in the draft this year, is they've taken big guys, they've taken tight ends who are also good blocking tight ends as well and it seems to be a case of they're trying to get back to the run establish the run to open up the passing game and open up the play action game for Dak as well and it is going to be like this year is going to be all about that and if McCarthy gets us back to the playoffs and we don't win he's done yeah. because Jerry is not going to wait around anymore. And
1: he already tried the waiting game with Jason.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. And like Jason Garrett, like he's absolutely one of the nicest guys in football. You couldn't meet a nicer guy. And, you know, he, he, he wanted, you know, he's very knowledgeable and wanted to succeed, but he just doesn't have that, that mentality to do it. Do you know?
1: Yeah. Do who in the uh, the draft this year do you think they got that will like make kind of an immediate impact on, you know, at least one of the many holes that we have going on on this team?
2: (laughs) I'm really not sure. I like the draft class for me this year was so weird. Yeah, because like Tyler Smith, I remember Jeff's tweet that night great, the Cowboys have taken the first-ranked player I have in the third round, in the first round. Yep. And I was like, I get that because, like, I I actually blew up. I was, I was, I was <laughs> raging. I was like, I can't believe they've done it. I can't believe they've actually done it. Sam Williams, I was the same. And I was going, oh, not that. no. Jalen Talbert. Jalen Talbert is probably the guy who is yeah. going to make the immediate impact because we're 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 missing Michael Gallup for this season Mm -hmm. sorry for half of this season at least
1: (laughs) so did you say half
2: (laughs) yeah he'll miss eight games you think yeah
1: oh my god that's not the impression that I've gotten okay
2: yeah so I think he's going to miss six to eight say say six to eight games and you're having to hope the Talbert actually hits the ground sprinting. It's not running. He has to be sprinting. Yeah. Because we've lost a Mario in the offseason. So C D Lamb is now going to draw all the double coverage. Yeah. So people are going to try and shut him down. Dalton Schultz is Dalton Schultz. And he will catch the ball, no problem. But he's not going to burn anybody or break away from anybody. So you need Talbert to be that guy who's literally going to catch the ball, running away from defenders
1: yeah so I think he's, he's probably like yeah I think he's probably one of the the better signings that we made that day um, I know go is someone that people are mm-hmm. pretty high on too you know surprisingly like I know everyone did not like the Tyler Smith um, mm-hmm. pick, myself included yeah and and I'm not I am not doing the thing this year where I just give them the benefit of the doubt. Like they're going to pull it together. I'm really not. Yeah. Because yeah. When I tell you they broke my spirit when they played and lost to the 49ers, it was a dark day for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for a yeah. lot of
1: us.
2: Yeah, it really, it really was.
1: And it was one of those things where it was like, you had everything and you could not, put it together in that one game, you had everything going for you. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. But so I'm not, I'm not here to like, be like, Oh, well, I think they might, you know, it might turn out great. I'm, I will say though, everyone in the building seems to really like Tyler. Um, yeah. And I am, I'm encouraged by the fact that, you know, these guys are getting out um, together during the off season. They are putting on
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, strong practices, um, they traveled to Miami together to practice together and work out. Yeah. And we're hearing a lot of, this is the leanest, strongest, healthiest we've ever been things. And that at least gives me a little hope.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm going to counter this and I think this might be where you're headed. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've, we've heard, of, heard this about every first round pick. Yeah. Over the last seven or eight years We heard this about a guy called Taco Charlton Ugh Where's that guy now? Like
1: well, He you does know. have a Super Bowl ring though So
2: <laughs> You're the only person Apart from me that picks up on that That he does have a Super Bowl ring
1: <laughs> Paul actually did that to me And my face was just like Shocked <laughs>
0: I was like yeah. oh my god yes. <laughs> Yeah Ugh oh. Yeah
2: so we we've heard these stories before and the thing is we we need guys now we we can't draft potential we need guys now who are actually going to do it yeah that
1: was the most frustrating part when they were trying to tell me why i was a good pick and i was like wrong no (laughs) i don't need potential i need immediate impact especially when you depleted your o-line willingly of somebody who's an all pro but you know that's just me
2: (laughs) No. And um, look, let, let, let's, let's have a little chat about that. Is the fact that, you know, everyone for years has wanted that guy to go back to left guard where he was an absolute monster. You had the opportunity this season to do it. Well,
1: and last season.
2: And, and last season.
0: Yeah.
2: And you're now paying him 10 million this season to play on a team who's in the Super Bowl. In
1: 2021. Yep. Tell me. Tell that's me how it makes good. sense.
2: <laughs> it doesn't.
1: <laughs> it it it's makes just, no sense. I get like that they were a little sour on him, but like he still is someone that you can depend on. That's going to show up every single game and yeah. like be good. Yeah. He's not a liability. And,
2: <laughs> no. And this is the thing: is who are you bringing in to replace him? You're bringing in a guy who went undrafted two years ago to to replace him. You want to replace a guy who has played a pro bowl, an all pro level with a guy who was undrafted for a reason.
1: Well, and yeah, everyone's like, he's gotten so much better. I'm sorry. One year of being really good, like being not really good, being good adequate, not good enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It It doesn't solve that problem of... What are you going to do for me now? Because yeah. we're we're very much in it's this season, and this is the thing I've been saying it for two or three years: is we have a window, and this is the, our window shuts after twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, you're totally right, and the fact that, I mean, <clears throat> they have done a lot to you know, give Dak a good. Like, good team around him, I guess, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. But <sighs> yeah, twenty twenty three, you're so right. <laughs> I don't like it. And no, nope. you know what's crazy to me is I didn't, I didn't realize until the other day. Like dak has been with us for what nine seasons. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, I think it is. That's crazy.
0: Uh, seven. seven.
2: This is a seventeen. Still, that's yes. still
1: crazy.
2: <laughs> it's still yes, absolutely. And in that time, Dak has won one playoff game, and unfortunately, that's something which is going to hang around Dak for a long time. Yeah. Like I remember yourself and Dave tweeting during during playoffs is. Dak's been in the league six years. He's won one playoff game. Joey B has been in the league two years. He's won three playoff games. You know? And, like, it's it's true. Cincinnati did enough to get Joe Burrow what he needed. It was totally exposed in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to deny that. But they did enough to get him the pieces he needed around him to be the player everybody knows he can be.
1: And they're... A quote-unquote poverty franchise that doesn't invest in a lot of players, and yeah. it seems as though their like uh, owner just wants to cash the check and be done, like not be involved.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And yet we have someone who is hyper involved in everything, single yeah. part of this team. And what has that done for us?
2: Yeah, nothing. It's, it, it's it. This is true. It do, it does happen, and like, it is one. It is one of the things that, that Cincinnati are going to have to figure out is when when Joe Joe is has like Joe has to be offered a new contract at the end of this season. Are they going to give him guaranteed money? Because I know with guaranteed money thing, you have to basically go and put that guaranteed money in an escrow account. Are they going to invest in Joe Borrow Because they didn't with Andy Dalton.
1: You know. I would say, I would tend to agree with you on that. Like, their history would say that no, but yeah. I don't think that they have a choice.
2: You yeah, I would agree with you they they, like, they have to.
1: The way Cincinnati would burn down if <laughs> Joe went somewhere else. Yeah, um, yeah, and like,
2: yeah. I'm, and this is the thing: is Joe is an Ohio kid. Yeah, you know, I know he won his national title with LSU, but he's still a kid from Ohio. Yeah, and he 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 wants to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. So
1: that doesn't come around a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, unless unless he ends up going back to the Saints or something like that, where he is much beloved in Louisiana.
1: It's true. They could use a quarterback. Um, Yeah, and (laughs) very much You that are really high on Jameis Winston go touch grass, because that ain't it. Um.
2: That, that that should probably be your first question for next week, Meg, when you're when, when Paul is back in situ, is ask him his opinion on James Winston.
1: I would love to. Is he a big
2: <laughs> No. Oh.
1: <laughs> we love a little Paul rant.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, ask Paul his opinion on James Winston, and <laughs> you can sit back for maybe 10 minutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are talking about the state of the team and talking about Dak Prescott. So Tony Romo went on a CBS radio show and kind of talked about, uh, I don't think that this like is a huge deal. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tony's always going to be asked about Dak and vice versa, honestly. Um, But he was, Uh, as always asked about Dak. So he did kind of give his thoughts on the state of the team. So I just kind of want to pick your brain about what he said. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, I think Dak Prescott is going to have a fantastic year. I think he's shown more than, wow, I can't talk. I think he's shown Mm -hmm. more than capable of playing great football consistently throughout a year. I think it's going to be a little different because weapons won't be quite as dynamic They'll still be very good, but I do think you'll see teams play them just a bit differently. That's what stood out mm. to me. There's yeah. a, a longer quote, but I'll spare you yeah. my reading skills. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of what <laughs> stuck out to me um, from what he said. Um, the weapons won't be quite as dynamic. That is exactly what we were talking about.
2: Yeah. like they, they, They've effectively, like as, as we've kind of mentioned a couple of times, this is the year, in- McCarthy is on the hot seat. And effectively, they've weakened the O-line on him. They've mm-hmm. weakened his receiving core. And um, we're still expecting Dak to go out and produce magic. Where is he supposed to produce this magic from? And, like, if you, if you look at, look, I, w- I was watching Hard Knocks from last, from last year during this week. I need to
1: go do that again. And we
2: all know, we all know that Dak is the leader of this team. And it's, for me, it's the thing in the later part of it is that others need to step up and help Dak that can't be the only leader of the team I know that the quarterback has to lead but he needs others around him and this is the thing is that he's looking and going right Murray Cooper I know he's a great right runner where is he oh he's not there CD Lamb is he a slot receiver is he a wide guy is he a burner he's none of them really but he's, he's, he's a guy that everyone talks about. Maybe he's wide receiver one. I'm still not sure. And you're going, right, okay, so where's his next target? It's James Washington. James Washington is a guy who's played four years in Pittsburgh, never done it. Then you're going, right, who's next? Dalton Schultz. We've talked about Dalton Schultz. We know what Dalton Schultz is. Yeah. And then you're going, right, so how, how does Dak actually unlock it? And you're going, he has to rely on someone like Jalen Talbert potentially being a burner yeah and then and then we have the one of the biggest issues that hangs over the whole team's head is running back because I still I think Zeke gets a hugely bad rap from a lot of people I agree I get I get I get the dislike and I get the fact that his numbers have been going down but if you look at last year his numbers went down because his his number of snaps went down as well And Tony Pollard has been rising, but Tony Pollard cannot do what Zeke Elliott does. And people need to realise Tony Pollard is also in his last season with the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to get a contract somewhere else next season because we're not going to turn around and pay five or six million for a reserve running back every year. And... (laughs) <laughs> what what they need to do with this O-line this season is start opening those holes again. Like I was doing a piece for for our, our for our podcast and for our our Facebook site, and I was talking about Zach Martin and the holes that Zach opens up, and that's what we need to see is those holes being opened up again. But Zach Martin can't can't do that on his own, and this is the thing: is you've weakened Zach Martin's right hand side because you've taken away Lyle you have a guy inside him who we're not 100% sure is the best centre on the team. Nope. <laughs> then the guy on the far side of that guy, we're not sure who that's going to be or what he is. And then the guy on the very outside is a guy who we know is going to be injured for six games a season. Yes. And you're just going, how, how how is Zeke Elliott? And this is the thing was, when Zeke Elliott came into the league, that whole line was fit. It has Lyle left guard, you Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith, everybody's healthy. Zach Martin is the only constant in that line right now.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. It and the thing is, like he Zeke has stepped up in so many different ways, other than you know, yeah. carrying a ball. He is yeah. He had he had to block the entire last year. Yeah. I and mean, he did a darn good job at it too.
0: Yeah.
2: He did. And like even in that that episode of Hard Knocks that I was looking at during this week, he was talking to it was Jaquan Hardy who unfortunately was cut during the week. He was telling Jaquan how to look for the look for the gaps, to see the gaps ahead, not to be rushing right up to take a step, watch where guys are, watch where they're going, watch their twitches, where they're going to move to and then go. Yeah. You know, he was he was willing to actually coach guys. He wasn't there. This is all about me. I need my carries. He was telling guys who were depth on the roster, this is what you need to do to be an NFL running back. Not everyone would do that.
1: Yeah, and if you ask um, Cowboys fans that don't, you know, pay close attention to stuff like that, they're going to say he's arrogant, um, he's all about himself, and uh, doesn't want to share any touches with Tony Pollard. but. That is, that's the, the low-level stuff that I keep seeing about him, and I'm like, you guys are not paying attention. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, it reminds me of a certain subset of Cowboys fans who will – the Cowboys could bring everybody in to make this a Super Bowl-winning team, and they would still crap on the team because they didn't do it winning, winning with 50 burgers every game you know
1: 50 burgers
2: <laughs> yeah do you like
0: burgers
1: yeah i mean you a win is a win whether it is uh three to zero or you know more yeah. so it's not always going to be pretty no tell you that much especially this year we're going to have a lot of ugly football if you ask me yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and i think, I think that's, that's just kind of what
0: NFC.
1: exactly oh my gosh <sighs> Um, but I think that's kind of what Tony's point was is that it's not going to be pretty this year, yeah. but that Dak is a leader and he'll try to figure it out is essentially mm. what that long quote says. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's the thing that for anyone who's who's listening in and watching in, don't forget we have the best quarterback in this division. And that will go a long way to, towards deciding who wins this division.
1: What do you uh, think about? Oh, wency boy, being in a DC.
2: Look, for me, that guy, I never understood the hype. I never understood the 2016 us spending so long talking about him as a prospect. He came from North Carolina, or not North Dakota, not, North Dakota. North yeah.
1: Dakota. <laughs> Very different and,
2: places. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he came from North Dakota State. And hadn't faced elite competition. Now, I'm not going to lie. In the season that that team won their Super Bowl, he did play at an MVP level. He has not been the same player since he came back. And I think that season was the outlier rather than his norm. Because yeah. his first season wasn't great. Had that stretch before he got injured. And since then, he has been playing below, par, below what he played in his first season. And that's his level. I'm not going to be surprised. I think is it um, was it Matt Corral or Sam Howell went to the Commanders. Say that one again. of those two was it Matt Corral or Sam Howell that went to the Commanders in this year's draft.
1: Oh, you know, uh, I sh- should have paid a little more attention to the Commanders draft, but I just don't care. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think it's. Uh, it doesn't matter anyway. Well, yeah. I'm not. I, I said this last season when he was in Indianapolis, I said, hmm. Sam Ellinger could displace him by the end of the season. I'm not going to be surprised. I think it's Corral who's there, if Corral has displaced him by the end of the season.
1: Actually, okay. Actually, I'm pretty sure Corral is um, in Carolina,
2: actually. Then it's Harold. So then yeah. I think it's, yeah. Whichever of them it is.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I'm not going to be surprised if they've displaced Carson Went by the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I, ju- I do remember... Uh, I'll, I'll say this with confidence. Matt Corral is in Carolina because I remember looking at the quarterback room when uh, Baker joined the team. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield, Matt Corral. I think there's one more in there, too. But what a doozy. Amari Cooper. I don't know who's throwing to you, bud.
2: Yeah, that's that, That's for sure and certain. And I'm say I'd say he's looking and going. Uh, who am I supposed to be getting the ball from?
1: I think it's going to be Jacoby Brissett, but that still doesn't uh, command a lot of confidence. So uh, we'll, we'll certainly see about that one. Um, yeah. Okay, while I have uh, the Longhorn on the podcast, I have to uh, get mm-hmm. your thoughts on Malik Jefferson joining the squad.
2: I think, unfortunately, Malik is just a camp body because we're light at linebacker at the moment. Um, Malik has bounced around from when he was picked as a third rounder and he was rightly picked as a third rounder when he was. But injuries have slowed him down. He is not the guy he was as a Texas Longhorn. And for me, he is not going to place, displace Mikey, he's not going to displace Leighton, he's not going to displace um, our two wonderful LSU uh, linebackers in right. Jabril and Damone.
1: Well, that's not going to start this year, so... That's...
2: No. <laughs> yeah, right. But they brought in Christian Sam before him. Yeah. And the, the thing is, Christian Sam is a guy who's also bounced around on teams for years. So... Is he going to displace Christian Sam? Unlikely. It's going to have to take a light bulb going off in Malik Jefferson's head and going, hey, I was a very disruptive player when I was in college. I have great numbers. I could rush the quarterback. I could get a quarterback from different places. And I am a linebacker who can play in the NFL. But I don't know if that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's going to have a good coaching staff around him and micah is very willing to get his hands dirty and like get on the ground with somebody and teach and be that guy so he will have every opportunity um he i didn't realize um that he came from mesquite petite um before going to uh the longhorns and it i think he won his his freshman year he was The Big 12 Freshman Defensive Player of the Year. So, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah,
1: it's one of those things where you know this guy has it in there somewhere, and if you can draw it out, that's what's going to be a game changer. My prediction is that he um, backs up the linebacker core, and Christian Sam's the the one that's on the outs. But we'll see.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but it's. It's a long shot that he makes the roster for me. It's a long shot that both of them. Actually
1: yeah, make the we're roster. just we're so depleted um, that I feel like one of them is going to have to get wedged in there somehow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously, uh, good old Micah Parsons is not always one position. He's a man of nope. many positions. So
2: yeah. And that's the thing is you can't rely on Mike Parsons to be a master of, of multiple positions. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that old thing, master of none, jack right. of all trades, master of none. You know it. You, you can't rely on him to do that. And it's unfair to 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 put it on a second year guy to to be someone that you're looking to. Go, he's going to be the defensive player of the year. It's 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 not fair to him. That should be someone you're looking to to Marcus Lawrence to be.
1: Well, he certainly thinks he will do that too, which I'm all for. Um, Yeah. Mike is just such a freak that, you know, you can't, you don't want to put it on his shoulders, but like he kind of does it himself. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) And like
2: that was the thing during the week was that he said, I'm going to have more interceptions than Trayvon Diggs next year. And Trayvon goes, You you think?
1: Those two are and
2: so competitive with each other. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and that, like, that's that's what you would hope that the guys who are coming in from this year's draft class, the likes of Ridgeway, the likes of Deron Bland, that have come in, is that they're going to they're going to have take some of that dust that those two guys have and go, hey, we're in an environment here. We've got to compete every day, and it's not just we're not just competing against guys who are playing our positions. We're competing against guys who are playing in other defensive positions and making that impact and driving this team forward and actually taking it on because DeMarcus is not going to be around forever. You know, he's the, he's the elder statesman of our defense, but he, you know, he, he needs guys to support him as well.
1: Yeah, no, you nailed it. So <laughs> we, uh we've got a good season to look forward to football is around the corner. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, filling in for our friend, Paul. And uh, I couldn't, you have been so easy to chat with today. And like, we want you back all the time, basically.
2: <laughs> no problem. As uh, I, as we've always said to each other, look, we, we get on very well away from this. It's very easy to talk. It's very easy to talk. Football It's very easy to talk life. And yeah. that's, that's the great thing about it. And as I say, it's the one wonderful thing that I've had. Since getting on, getting back involved in football is friendships you form with people. And like, I think what well, we're over now, chatting now, and it's like, Jesus Christ, it only feels like 20 minutes.
1: Right. I know. I was like, I've I ran out of all the stuff that we're supposed to talk about, but I think we could just keep galing. <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> Brian, true. tell the That's people where true. they can
1: follow you and uh, all the fun stuff you have coming up with UK Cowboys.
2: Yeah. So, Look, you can follow me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Yeah, I think it's at Brian Gainer or something like that.
0: Follow <laughs> <Look laughs> me up something.
2: through Meg's. will me. you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But as well as that, look, give us a shout out on the UK Cowboys. You'll find us on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook. We have our own groups and you know we do we do our shows. We're gonna be back into our two 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 week shows on Tuesday and Thursdays um for pre and post game shows and obviously we will have meg on we have been talking about getting meg back on for for a couple of games and we definitely have a couple of post games that we know meg is going to be on for sure oh, you
1: know so
2: yeah so you know, i love to talk about the birds. Birds. oh yeah well birds aren't real meg they are Let's not forget that they're not they're not real <laughs>
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And everybody, you can uh, check us out at bloggingtheboys.com. We have content for you every single day. And uh, every single day, we have a new podcast coming your way. So make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we will see you guys next week. And uh, Brian, will you do the honors for me?
2: Dallas forever.
1: Philly for never.
2: Never. <laughs> Birds are not real. <laughs>